Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's Will Ainsworth here from Open. And for this episode uh, of the Better Agent series, I'm joined by none other, Koloshi Real Estate Agent and Reality TV uh, star, Mr. Owen Murphy. Welcome, Owen. Thank you so much for your time today, mate. My, my palms actually started sweating. I was wondering if you get my name right. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Yeah, I can imagine uh, how many times people uh, mispronounce your name. But uh, no, mate, I'd be silly enough if I didn't go and jump on your profile and the, the, first, the first line is let's get it right. <laughs> so we're all good, mate. But um, look, to start off, um, just a couple of really simple questions for our listeners. Um, how long have you been in real estate and, and what drew you to this probably crazy but lovable uh, industry that we're in? Yeah, I'm deep into my seventh year now. So um, to quote Drake, I am a rookie and a vet. <laughs> so, well, yeah, 20, 26 years of age and started at 19. And I think like most um, high-performing agents you listen to, I've, I kind of fell into it by chance. Um, yeah. I was listening to something. Maybe a couple of years ago, it stopped me. It was it was about when Australia was going through those like prime ministers, and um, I think someone said if you get into politics to become a prime minister, you must be a psychopath. So I think it's the same if you if you actually genuinely want to be a real estate agent, then <laughs> you might have a problem. Um, but yeah, I um I just fell into it. I was I um I dropped out of high school. Um, you know didn't want to do that whole uni thing or well, I couldn't and um yeah someone just um walked into the bar that I was working at he was a real estate agent and offered me a job and the rest is history so yeah right okay and I that- had no idea no idea about the industry didn't know anyone in it um yeah. so I was going in blind okay and uh was it what you thought it would be uh, <laughs> I just was, I had an open mind. I, I, I didn't have any pre, um, conceptions about it. And I think that's what was pretty cool. Um, you know, I think especially at the moment because the market's flying and two outsiders agents are doing really well, people think it's an easy job or that they could do it because they got a retail background or a hospitality background. The amount of times you'd hear that, but there's so much more to it. So I think the fact that I didn't have any preconceptions probably helped me. I guess it helps that. I've been somewhat good at it, so I've stuck yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah. That, that certainly does help just a little bit because, uh, yeah. like you said, the amount of people that get in this industry thinking, oh, you know, I'm good at talking to people, I'm a people person, and they get in and realise that it's anything but. Um, yeah, mate, I hear it all the time, and as you probably probably would have and many other people, it's a shock to the system when you actually get in and see what's involved from start to finish. Yeah, yeah, it certainly is. And I suppose that brings me to my Next question, what was your first year of real estate like? Um, it was that first six months is kind of like the honeymoon um, honeymoon period. And I look back and I just think, it's cocky and arrogant. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and, I, and I was, it was bad. And I, I really just, because I was wearing a suit and I felt like a king and, you know, all my friends were either at uni or not, didn't really have a path that they were on. So I probably thought that I was above them at some point. But after that first six months, I really got a reality check when I sat down and went, okay, hang on, what's it look like me actually making it in this business? And there's so much more because I was just a co-agent at the time, mm. um, so much more involved. So that quickly, um, I was quickly humbled, put it that way, which is a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But like you said, with no preconceived ideas, it probably wasn't any better or worse than you expected because you didn't expect no. anything. No, and look, no pressure. Um, I was, I just, I ended up having a nap for it the first week and I kid you not, I booked 17 appraisals 
Um, oh, wow. I know. I, I, I look back now and I go, that's pretty good. I don't think I've done that since. But yeah. um, because that was my job just to get indoors. So because yeah. I was doing that one part, I thought, oh, my God, I'm the king. I'm so good at this. But then, as I said, the months went on and I realized what's involved from start to finish. The market was hard then. Mm. Nothing was selling at auction on the Gold Coast. Um, so, yeah, I got a quick reality check. And is there any advice uh, you'd give your, well, 19-year-old self now that you're 26? What would you give your advice to yourself back then? Yeah, I always I think about that a lot. And I obviously, you do things throughout your life and you regret, <laughs> probably regret it or you wish you didn't do certain things. But then at the same time, that's the reason why you are where you are now. Um, but I think looking back, I'd probably uh, be a lot more open to soaking up information um, from other agencies and agents. And, it wasn't my fault because I was in a sh- I was in a shell because of who I worked with, um, mm. and kind of taught that we were the best and you know no one's better than than us. So why would you look elsewhere? But you need to be listening to podcasts. You need to be getting a, looking at the real estate gym and talking to Tom Pass and just picking up information from agents all over the country and then develop your own way rather than trying to become a mini me of of someone. Yeah, that's great advice. I, I really uh, appreciate that. Um, now, mate, you're a bit of a jack of all trades. You've um, at the yeah. tender age of 26, it appears as though you've um, you've lived a pretty full life already. But uh, at one point, you were were you a professional soccer player? Almost, <laughs> almost. People, almost. And I, I need to. I always needed to throw that in because I think a lot of people like to romanticise that story. But look, I was close. Um, I left. That's why I dropped out of school in year 12. I got. A, I played soccer, and yeah, I got a trial in England. Um, and my mum was like, look, you just, you got to do it. This is your only chance. So I went back to England um, on my own. And it's, you know, I spent two and a half years there. I went all around the country for about five months getting told I wasn't good enough to go back to Australia. And I was on the brink of just, I actually had my flight booked back. And I ended up getting a trial at Sheffield Wednesday on the Monday. My flight was for the Thursday. Um, so I was like, oh, I'll just give it a crack. Ended up having the best game I've ever played in my life. They invited me back for trial. Within two days, they offered me a two-year youth contract. And then two, I, I obviously accepted that. And then two months into that, they added a, a pro, um, a year pro onto that. Um, and then, yeah, so I had a good run. Um, obviously, didn't didn't make it in the end. But I think, you know, that old um, adage or I'm saying, you know, you leave a boy, come back a man. So yeah. much of my life and who I am now was shaped because of that, you know, two years away um, on my own. That's such a pivotal age in your life. And by the sounds of it, uh, rejection something that you got used to pretty quickly. Yeah, used to it with girls too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, uh, yeah you just you just got to keep, uh, and obviously, yeah, that, that spins into this industry, but, um, you know, at 16, 17, getting told you're not good enough, um, no, I, had, I was in a dark place and it yeah. was hard being on your own. But um, as I said, it made me who I am today and I have no regrets. Very yeah. grateful for it. Now, um, sport, real estate, you could actually say there's a, there's a bit in common. Um, they're pretty competitive, both of those, uh, both the industries. Do you think coming from that sporting background has helped you in the competitive nature of real estate? I think people like to romanticise that story a lot as well um, but because they're two completely different industries in the sense that <laughs> I know when I get competitive in sport, I'll end up, you know, whacking someone, hitting someone hard. You know, you can't do that in the office. <laughs> but um, I think, you know, what comes from it is probably the, the respect of discipline, respect of hierarchy, 
and knowing that you got to start from the bottom um, to work your way up. That's probably something that you can tell that a lot of agents getting into the industry or even a lot of older agencies, they've no, a lot of other older agents, sorry, they haven't been in that team environment. They've mm-hmm. never been in a dressing room. They've never had that pressure. Um, and it actually, you can, you can tell. So that's probably why uh, athletes who've performed at a higher level can come in and, um, and do well. Yeah. Now you spoke about rejection uh, as far as girls are concerned before. So <laughs> let's move, let's move on to Love Island a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'm sure the listeners who uh, have uh, watched Love Island recognise your name when I mentioned it at the start, but you were on uh, Love Island for a little while. What made you decide to take the plunge and apply for the show? Um, Long story around that, and I'll try and make it as short as possible. But um, I think, look, I had a really, a really hard, tough run early on in real estate. Like my, I after my first full year as a co-agent, I went out on my. As, as a standalone agent, I was 20, was on commission only. Pretty sure that's illegal, but um, that's the position. Yeah, that's the position I was put in. That yeah. first year I ended up making $37,000 for the entire yeah. year. Um, you know, in the second year, 45, next year, 50. So just not a lot of money for the time, effort, and energy I was putting in. So uh, 2019, I went to Kaloshi and I was like, look, this is it. I've got to, I tried to quit three times before that, but I was like, this is it. If I can't make it here, never going to make it and my entire focus and drive was basically based around financial gain uh so i just went really hard and made a lot of sacrifices that year socially um to become a better agent and after six months finally cracked the nut and i ended up getting a massive influx of cash within like a three-month period at 23 years of age it was a lot of money for me at the time it ended up being like something like 200 grand or 250 after splits and everything in my account and I'm going, holy shit, <laughs> like, I've never had this amount of money in my life. Yeah. Then I realized after a day, I'm like, I'm not satisfied and I'm not happy. Didn't change my base level of happiness. And I'm like, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Experience a severe level of burnout. And it was almost as if I didn't experience a childhood in the sense where I could be free from when I was 16, I left school and went off and worked, you know, whether it was yeah. with football or whatever. So I've been working for eight years and just never had the chance to be free. And that's what I needed to do. I was just like, I need to be free. I need to do this for myself. I need to have fun. Um, And that's why I did it. Um, And I'm glad I did because it gave me the opportunity afterwards to recalibrate, really think about what I wanted to do with my life, refocus my energy and my goals. And I got back into real estate in February, 2020, after about six months away. And what was, um, you know, the sliding doors moment, what sort of, person were you when you came back versus before you got in there um before i went in and it's probably really hard for people to grasp because they only know me for who i am now mm. i was i had a lot of anxiety i was quite shy um in the sense that i, I really closed off i was didn't trust anyone i didn't want to network um i was just a really closed off private person and it just opened me up to just have not a care in the world about anything because it's the most uncomfortable experience you could ever imagine. And I can't mm. explain that, but you film 24 seven, you're in a different country, you're around people that you don't know, you don't trust. <laughs> you just, it breaks the, like if all of those things, all those barriers are gone. After the show had some complications with the, you know, the, the spotlights on you and whatnot, but I got, went to Ireland, got away from it, got through all of that, but I'm such a different person from it and i'm so grateful for it yeah 
And what is the biggest thing that surprised you about actually being on on TV? Um, probably, uh, oh, well, the surprise was the spotlight afterwards, um, and I struggled with that because I wasn't expecting it for one because I hadn't really watched the show before. Yeah. Um, and number two, it was it was difficult for me to have people know who I am, but not really have any substance to it. Yeah. Being known, being known because you're on a show isn't really, you know, you're not talented. You're not adding anything to the world. Um, I'm not trying to be rude, but that's that's the thing. Yeah. So it's like it's really hard to have a platform without any substance. Uh, so that's why I got away from it and went to Ireland and just was like, I don't want this. Um, but then, yeah, obviously the biggest surprise was then the growth that I had from it. And um, I didn't realize that that, that would happen. Um, but it did so much for all the bad things that came from it. There was so much more good and positive that I like to keep focused on. So has it boost your, boosted your profile as a real estate agent? Not at all. No. Um, and that's, that's the funny thing because the most ironic thing is I was flying before, like I was doing really well before I went on in that small period of time. So if I didn't go on, that would have just probably continued, albeit on my own worst enemy. Um, if I could have stayed focused, it would have, would have had a good run. Yeah. So then I came back off the show and for six months I didn't make a dollar. I didn't get one listing, didn't make one sale for six entire months. Mm. And then that hard work that I put in during that period rolled into my best year ever, which was 1.2 million in GCI. And then people sit back now and they go, oh, you know, the show did that for you. Oh, you're lucky because you won the show. If it wasn't for the show, that wouldn't happen. Hang on, where were you the six months where I I had 20 grand left in my account? And I was freaking out going, what am I going to do? thinking I'm going to have to start an OnlyFans just to get by. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where, where, where were they then? So it's easy. People never want to look at the hard work. Like they look at, you know, Gavin Rubenstein, for instance, and they look at all the flashiness, but no one wants to appreciate or respect the work that he puts in to get to where he is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, people yeah. will always find excuses as to why they're not where they are. I yeah, that's kind of why I asked a question. I thought the answer would be what you said. Um, had you not had that? Um, lucrative time before you uh, went on Love Island, you probably yeah. would have thought that maybe the you know the fame, so to speak, would have been the driver to get you there. But the fact that you'd done it before yeah. gave you confidence that it had nothing to do with it. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it was like at the time that six months in twenty twenty, I was making no money at all. I hated myself for the fact that I went on the show and I walked away from everything. Yeah. Um, but now that everything's good and I'm flying, I can look back and appreciate that time. But in that moment when you've thrown it all away and you've got to start from scratch, you go, was it worth it? No. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. Um, probably leads me to my next question in the fact that I imagine going on something like Love, Love Island has helped you with your confidence as far as um, being in front of people and socially and all the stuff that we know is important as a real estate agent. I look on your social yeah. media and you have a very big profile naturally. You use video a lot. Um, yeah. what's the reason behind using video and does it get more engagement than, say, photos? Yeah. This first thing, I'd like just to touch on what you said about the confidence side of things. It's gotten to the point now that I don't care about anyone's opinion. <laughs> I don't Like beforehand, I wouldn't post on social. I wouldn't get in front of the camera. I genuinely mean it. We've got, we got a full-time life coach, psychiatrist at work, and the whole year before the show, she's like, you need to get on camera. You need to, you need to push yourself on. I'm like, no, no, I'm not doing it because I'm so scared of what everyone will think. No, I don't care. I probably got half the people sending it to each other going, look at this idiot, look at this loser. 
I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. who are you? But anyways, the, it's, it's, it's funny because the reason I have or I do have my social, like some Instagram shape the way it is, is I don't actually look at engagement. Um, it, the algorithms are too difficult for me to understand. It's more so me shaping myself now as the real estate professional. Owen is real estate. Real estate is Owen. You know what I mean? It's not Owen from Love Island anymore. So if anyone comes across me or looks me up, they can look on my feed. It's really nice. It's really clean. And it's all about real estate. But the videos, because Instagram, for whatever reason, they don't push it as much as what photos. The photos will get better engagement in terms of reach and likes. But videos, um, if I look at the sending the shares and the saves, they're probably like triple to four times the amount of people sending it to each other. So they might be calling me and they might be people actually liking the video or people calling me a loser. I don't know. So (laughs) one or the other. Either way, you're right. Your face and name's getting out there. So yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, Now, Tom Panos interviewed you recently and he he called you the next juggernaut of real estate. I don't know how that uh, feels for you, but does that fit in with your goals? Yeah, it's... um, like it was a humbling experience. It's weird to say, but when you look at someone like Tom, when I was 19, 20, like he's the pinnacle. It's like, if this guy knows you, you've done something. So the fact that he even knew my name for one, it's like, okay, I've done something <laughs> like that. That was yeah. special to me. And then for him to say that, you know, it just, it, it was a good feeling. Um, and I'm not, I'm not scared to say it. That is my driver at the moment um, is that, you know, there's an opportunity for me to just climb the ranks of the real estate industry in this country. I look at all the guys ahead of me and they just inspire me to do more. The majority of them are double my age. So I've just, I've got time up my sleeve. Um, yeah. I've got to practice patience a little bit, but I can get there. I know I can. Um, yeah. I'm one, on of my, way up. <laughs> one of my favorite sayings uh, is it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. <laughs> Although I want a sprint, but it's, um, you just got to be patient, but it's, um, you know, obviously the market's kicking at the moment on the Gold Coast and I'm peaking yeah. at the right time and I'm surrounded by just the, the office, the, the, the things the guys in the office are doing, which is crazy. And then to be led by Michael Colossi, who's honestly, if he wasn't looking after such a big business, he'd be the top agent in the country, no doubt about it. The yeah. numbers he writes now <laughs> will blow your mind when he has to look after 87 staff at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember uh, with Michael, I was a Ray White agent when he was uh, Ray White as well. And, um, yeah, looking at the numbers he was doing, it was pretty crazy. It's just inspiring to see that that can be done. Yeah. Um, And you know it's achievable and it's within your grasp. So that's what what I'm looking at. I'm on my way up. So the only person that can get in my way is me, I think. So. So what does the next five to ten years look like professionally for you? Is it just head down, bum up, more, more, more? Um, I think yes. However, you know, you've really got to be grateful for the position you're in because who I am now is everything that I wanted to be and more five years ago. I could never have imagined or dreamed that I'd be this at the moment. And, you know, it's not satisfying. You're never satisfied. So it's, you got to continue to reset and reassess your goals. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's just about getting better, better person, but becoming a better person um, and obviously being a better agent year in, year out and always progressing. Um, and that should obviously um, reflect on the numbers I'm bringing in as well. 
And you mentioned the word better agent. That's uh, exactly what this podcast is. Oh, the better is, agent series. There we go. Plug, so. <laughs> well, there you go, mate. Yeah. Uh, so um, it does lead me to my the question I ask all my guests, and, and that is what is, and it's a hard one because there's so, many, so much advice you can give. What's the one thing uh, or one tip you would give all of our listeners to become um, better agents themselves? You know, this is the only question of all the podcast interviews I've ever done. This is the only question I've actually sat down and thought about. <laughs> so good, it got good. me thinking because I just wanted to make sure I was actually delivering um, the right message. And in my career, there's been there's been really big pivotal moments. So I try to break them down. So there's three things um, that I think or advice that I would give. The first one would be routine sets you free. Mm. Um, so if you are in a position right now where you're not where you want to be in real estate, I can guarantee your personal life is chaos. <laughs> so yeah. what I would recommend is forget about work, let that do its thing, look after yourself, work out in the morning, wake up early, go to bed early, eat the same food every day, get healthy, and I can guarantee that'll have a knock-on effect in your career. It did for me. Mm. Um, that was the biggest turning point in my career is when I looked after my own health and got fit all of a sudden work got <laughs> work I could so is it a coincidence I think not yeah. um, number two would uh, and this is a big one especially for younger agents that have watched Wolf of Wall Street and um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jordan Belfort <laughs> is you you need to have different fuel to your fire um, other than financial motivation I know mm. it's easy for me to say because of where I am now but you know, looking at that kid that was making thirty-seven thousand dollars a year, I'd even say the same thing to him, me, <laughs> um, because there's no amount of money that will change your baseline of happiness. And when you chase it so hard and you get to it, and you sit back and you go, "What? What now?" You know what I mean. So you just mm. you need you need a different fuel for that fire to keep you going because you'll never be satisfied. And you know this game will just swallow you up. Um, and drag you into a deep hole if that's your only motivation. Yeah. Um, even when you are making a lot. Um, and I guess the last one, and this I touched on it earlier on, is be yourself um, because no one does that better than you. A lot mm -hmm. of agents, again, they come in, they see a real estate agent, and they try and become that person. They have an image of who that agent is. They get their nice suit on, their sharp haircut, they start talking like somebody else, and they try and become a version, a, a mini version of someone else. Get your get gold nuggets from everyone and form your own persona, essentially. But be you. The way I'm talking to you, the way I talk to my mates, my mates, it's the way I talk to my clients. I don't have different. I'm me 100% of the time. Look at my hair. I've got a beard. I wear T-shirts. You know what I mean? You know what I, mean? I am me. Yeah. So whether it is the three-piece suit or whether you look like this, um, just do you because no one can do it better. Yeah, mate. Three absolute nuggets there. That's really good advice and uh, probably something everyone can take away. So uh, brilliant answers, mate. But uh, there's some Thanks. questions I've got here that we didn't send to you. Ah, okay. <laughs> <Far and wide. laughs> because I like to uh, get the spontaneity and uh, they're just one-word answers, but it's uh, some rapid-fire questions I've got for you. Hey. Don't, be, don't be intimidated. They're very easy. First one is, what do you eat for breakfast? Making the next. <laughs> What's your favourite movie and or book? Oh, um, okay, I'll go with books because I got them all up there. I read a lot. Um, book would be Shoe Dog um, by Phil Knight, founder of Nike. Yeah, great, great book. Who is your idol? Me. In future me. Sorry, 
future me, as per yeah. Matthew McConaughey's Oscar speech. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Now, uh, do you believe in the five second rule? Five seconds when you drop something. <laughs> drop, drop, yeah, drop something less than five no seconds. No way. If it's on the floor, it's done. I ain't touching it. <laughs> I'm a germaphobe. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my last one is what is the most useful piece of technology you've used lately? Could be an app, could be anything. The health app on. Jeez, I don't know. That's a hard one. I got no idea. My phone. Everyone needs a phone, so I'll use that. <laughs> uh, I'll, oh, I'll Airplay. Love That's it. I'll answer. Airplay. I didn't know you can put your phone on the telly. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I am um... Airplay. That's one. I've come a long way since Ireland. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a surprise for me now. Oh, fantastic, mate. Well, um, Owen Murphy, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show, um, and I Thank wish you. you all the very best. We're uh, early November now, so about six to seven weeks to go before uh, a, a bit of a Christmas break. So, yep. um, And I wish you all the very best for a fruitful real estate career. You're already, you. in my eyes, uh, and I'm sure most of the listeners already there, um, but it's up to you. Um, as you said, you're the only success barometer in your own life. So wish you all the best. But, mate, thank you so much for all your fantastic advice today. 